Hey there, I'm Hope from Unicorn Marketing Co. I'm your host and welcome to the Magic Hour. Hey everyone, welcome to the Magic Hour. If you haven't heard of the Magic Hour before, chances are you probably haven't. This is a intentional space that here at Unicorn, we like to show up to, to have very intentional, creative conversations about anything and everything. Welcome. So excited you're here listening. This is an intentional space where we show up to create and have really empowering conversations. And today we have Sarah. Hey. <laughs> Look at me on time. You did it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> let's, let's set this up so it's not so high. Here we go. Perfect. Woo. Looking good. Welcome. <laughs> I'm going to give you a little intro. So everybody, Sarah's joining us from her Gastown studio here in downtown Vancouver. And Sarah is the designer and founder of her own jewelry company, uh, Sarah Mulder Jewelry, duh, SMJ. And she is just simply amazing. I have a whole bunch of notes about her background and everything. But what I want you to know is that her jewelry line is inspired by her adventurous spirit. And I think this really shows through in all the pieces that she creates. So hi, welcome. Hi everyone. Whoever's here. <laughs> Whoever's going to join in the future. Hello. Hello. Hi. So tell us everything. Tell us about your company and how you got started. Yeah. So my business is 12 years old this year. It's kind of crazy to have made it through a pandemic alive and yep. the other side, but I mean, there's still, that's still going. I grew up in Vancouver. I'm born and raised and stayed, which I think is unusual. Really? <laughs> uh, yeah. Lots of people from Vancouver are not from Vancouver that's or are living in Vancouver from elsewhere. So I think when you meet another Vancouverite, they're always like, oh, wow, you grew up here too. It's, that's amazing. So I, I went to Langara College, got a diploma from the art studios there, and then I went traveling for a while, came back and uh, graduated from Emily Carr Un University. It was a college before, but it's a university now. Bachelor's in Fine Arts. So I'm a self-taught jewelry designer, and that kind of just came out of a love of crafting when I was really young and just has evolved since then, basically. I'm still practicing art yes. as well. Behind you here, if you're lucky enough to watch this live, <laughs> you can see some of her beautiful magic pieces there. Yep. Yeah. I'll show you. I'll show you later, maybe. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> How does your art come into play when you're creating jewelry? I have been asked, I think you asked me that once before. And I, I at, the time, <laughs> at the time I, I said it didn't. Okay. But I, I don't think that's true. I think that there is a, uh, I've been thinking about that. It's an, inter it's an interesting question because in my mind, they're completely separate things. Right. But actually a lot of the designs have come from, so like when I design, I just kind of see shapes, right? Like I'm just like constantly looking for shapes. I'm looking for like shapes in the shower that the water makes on the wall or when I'm walking down the street, cracks in a sidewalk. And when I'm creating art, it's the same thing. So it's the same movements, the same flow. And I think there would be a ton of crossover if I was making art at the same time as jewelry and not kind of know it because the sketches kind of go hand in hand and flow. One piece in particular that you see that is in, right now it's called the Aki earrings or Aki necklace. Um, prior, there was a, a piece called the Rebel. 
which was basically a bigger version. And people always think it's a wishbone, but actually if you flip it upside down, it represents a tulip to me. So when I was drawing tulips all the time, it's like two little bulbs and the way that it flows, it looks like a tulip bulb. So it's interesting the evolution when I actually sit down and think about things, you know, that yes. are like they're tucked in the back of your mind. And I think it's very easy to like compartmentalize. Like I do art, I do jewelry, but you're right. There's a flow and there's like this creative essence that really folds into both. And I think it really does tie them together. Yeah, no, I think so too. And I'm going to have this question in my mind now moving forward because I, I can see it. And I like that. I like that there's the cross, the play. Yes, totally. Okay. For everyone watching this live, can we get a tutorial of what you're wearing today? Oh, sure. Wow. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> so I've got, uh, just a little stud up here it's not mine it's just from the piercer but i pair in the upper i like to do a chunky earring usually in the um sort of in the middle because it just gives a little bit of interest to the lobe right mm -hmm. so a lot of people like to do stud stud studs and i think like play it up as much as possible like you didn't get those extra piercings for nothing so go for it right so i like to do that i usually wear a bigger earring but these are the new earrings coming this fall called the utility earrings i stole a pair of samples and i haven't taken them off so i know my customers are going to be <laughs> uh all needing these soon they're very cute <laughs> the helen necklace is one of my favorites it's just a little mm -hmm. disc oh i can't get that close but it's a, little, <laughs> it's a little disc with a couple of cz's down the middle i just like the layering of the different shapes so i also have the faux pas necklace on which i like the chunkiness and the and the refinedness of the helen side by side i, think I like the really well layering look a lot it's really nice yeah i'm wearing some pieces today too oh. i'm gonna show oh. one I think this one is the Miley yeah. in gold. And then we have the balance here in my second holes. I really like this little stud. So it's cute. so cute for matching everything. <laughs> yeah, and you got the, uh, is it the onyx that you yeah. have in the, yes. in the it's like cubic zirconia and onyx pairing in gold. Cute. Yeah. yeah love, love it. Good job. Yay, you brought <laughs> acknowledged. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so when did you find out, when did your journey tell you that making jewelry was something that you should start doing? So people always ask when I started, I started making jewelry when I was in high school. My mom threw me a birthday party where she bought a whole bunch of little tiny beads, you know, like they're called seed beads. And we sat on the lawn making necklaces all day and it was like such a hit. And then I just never stopped. So I think I was about 15 when she threw me that party, 16. Aww. And from there, like, I'm obsessive compulsive about creating. So I will literally just make a bunch of stuff and have no reason for it. Especially back then, it was just like, I'm really into making friendship bracelets. So I made 300. <laughs> what am I doing with them? You're not <laughs> you entrepreneur. Know, so, you didn't yeah. know what you're doing yet, but you figured it out. <laughs> exactly. So that's a, sort of the same thing with jewelry. I just started making tons and tons and tons of it and playing with it. And I start, first started selling it at markets. So little community centers. I still sell at these shows. They're fantastic. You meet the community. I have people coming to shows still that are like, I bought my very first piece of your jewelry when I was 20 years old, you know, at a, at a market. And they are you know, 40 now and have kids and all the rest of it. But it's, it's so interesting to see that growth, right? Yes. I first started taking things 
actually seriously when I was uh, about 30 and I left a job mm -hmm. thinking that I was going to pursue fine art and kind of started just getting in my own way with jewelry and that sort of snowballed into stores wanting it and it just has taken it on its own life since then with lots sure. of work. <laughs> Lots of, but I'm also <laughs> going to challenge you. I think you told me a story about how you had all of your jewelry robbed once oh, on yeah. the trip, and then it just came like you were like, "Why am I buying jewelry? And what's the intention behind this?" And it also helps your your vision when you're creating, right? Right. So yeah, when I was I don't know twenty. 27 or something. I was still living at my parents' house at that point, I think. I've just been younger. Their house got robbed. Oh, no. And I had been building this huge jewelry collection. I was I loved wearing jewelry, so I had absolutely beautiful pieces. And all of it was gone. I did get some insurance money, so I started buying some stuff and then exactly what you said, I thought like what what am I building? I wanted to invest in quality pieces, something that was different. And I changed, actually, it's interesting. I changed from wearing all sterling silver to gold plated. Oh, interesting. For whatever reason, I just loved the gold. I was all this matte finished jewelry. I bought a whole collection from one designer and that I became obsessed with gold jewelry after that. So good quality gold jewelry and the silver to balance. Amazing. <laughs> That's yeah. so interesting that that time period is when your your change in like switched. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Prior to that, only doing um, silver pieces. So, huh. yeah, and I'm Excellent. obsessed with gold now, and so is everyone else. I am too. I am very obsessed with gold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so it's such a beautiful tone yeah. on everyone. I've had the pleasure of walking through your studio and hanging out with you. But people don't get to see how amazing your walls are with all of your notes and your, your ideas. Can you walk us through the process of what it's like from starting to creating a final product and like the idea concept part? Sure. Yeah. So it's fresh on my mind right now because I am currently creating a couple of collections for 2024, which I never do early. <laughs> You're on it. Um, yeah, I'm very excited actually. So basically I have like 10 different sketchbooks all around everywhere. And if I, if inspiration strikes, I just scribble something down in them, right? Like that's, I think how a lot of designers work is we just work off of little sketches, little scribbles, but I usually will gravitate towards one or the other when I find myself what's the word <laughs> gravity <laughs> to work something. I'll, I'll see where that flow goes. So I'll usually take that one drawing with me. I'll sit down at a cafe where I kind of out of this design space of craziness and see where that will lead. For me, it's when I design, it's always about my inspiration, but also always, always comes back to my customer. Mm -hmm. What for what they're wearing so it's always trying to find that balance between what I'm trying to express and what I really want to see on somebody yeah. and what they're actually buying so I can show you an example yes please. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this the, if you're joining and you haven't seen the sneak peeks of the new collection for fall yet um, this is basically what fall started with. So these are the Miranda earrings. So they sit to the side. I'm really well known for doing lightweight mm -hmm. statement earrings. 
So that piece came out of a whole bunch of different sketches. Just very, very, I love them. Everybody's They're so cute. telling me how much they love them, <laughs> which is awesome. So I usually do like two to three sizes and everything, but I try not to make them exactly the same. I think it's more interesting if we want to layer or, you know, maybe some customers are like, well, I already bought that piece. Why would I need it smaller? So I did these guys. These are the gorgeous boss earrings. Come wow. on. I love the same version of it. Yeah. Yeah. So you can kind of see how it evolved from the same shape to a solid always fun and then the earrings that i have on are the utility earrings so we just yeah. did a little did a little baby from there so yeah i like to create pieces that sort of tell a story when they're you know sitting on a shop shelf mm -hmm. for example you know kind of see the evolution of the design and how it's pared down i love this collection i think it's so it's excited. small i keep saying it's small but it's mighty it is <laughs> It's going to be so great. I can't wait for everyone else to know about it. Yay. Going back to like how you design with your customer in mind, how do you know? How do you know what they want? Are you looking at what they're buying? Are you hearing from them all the time? What's the, your community like? Yeah, it's my community is amazing. I have the best fans ever. I love them. I love my customers so mm -hmm. much. They have supported me for years. Like I say, I have literally people that started shopping with me 12 years ago when I first started, maybe even before then, when they're still purchasing and layering. And it's, it's so fun. I love seeing what they buy. So my, my market research is always done at in-person events. So mm. all the shows that we do at Christmas and, you know, throughout the year, that's where I really like to meet people, see what they're trying on, seeing what they gravitate gravitate towards my <laughs> word today. <laughs> Dropping it. <laughs> so that gives me a really great sense of how people are shopping. Now, mind you, I'm in Vancouver and Vancouver is very different from my fan base in Ontario. Yeah. They shop very different. So, you know, keeping all those things in mind too, it gives me a lot of room to create how I want to create because there is a customer for every style and size. Yes, for sure. Like I love the look of every single one of your statement big hoops, but I am not a big hoop girl. I'm always wearing your smaller pieces. So I love them to death, but yeah, I think there's definitely different markets in there for sure. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And you know, and my fans that love the small pieces, Quite often they're like super hesitant to go any bigger, mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm like, you know, that's when you go to the sample sale and shop for a bigger piece and get it, you know, when you can and just, you know, I got a sample sale going on right now. <laughs> Good job. Not Good to job. plug myself or anything. Yes. But yeah, that's when you get those pieces. So if you love wearing all of my pieces, you know, go and grab a piece, a bigger piece, try it on for size, see what you think about it. And I'm always happy to give suggestions. I have fans messaging me every day on Instagram, and I'm more than happy to give you suggestions about pieces that I think would work for you. And I'm usually right. I would say so, yes. <laughs> Have you ever had customized jewelry requests? And do you have any favorite pieces to design? Yes, I have had customized jewelry requests. I 
don't take requests for custom jewelry just because of the process of my designs going through mold making and mm -hmm. having two runs of 100 of everything. So I don't take requests for custom. However, I am working on a custom piece right now for a family who lost their mother who was a really big fan of my work i haven't shared this with anybody yet but i did design a piece in her honor basically um, to commemorate her so that is probably not going to be released until the new year but it was a really beautiful request and i i it certainly touched Aww. me so so that will come out and, the, and their story will come out in the year more than likely. Very cool. And what kind of pieces do you design that are just like your absolute favorite? My favorite are the statement pieces always. Yeah. <laughs> I love designing statement pieces. I think they're so much fun. I think jewelry is such an expression for me. I was never, you know, growing up, I was never this wearing like cool clothes or anything like that, but I always had cool jewelry and I usually was it was usually something that I made myself and if it wasn't you know it was from Le Chateau or something mm. but you know I it was always like just fun it's fun to like throw a whole bunch of stuff on and like make it tell people about your story right what you love for me that's really what jewelry like that finishing touch it really does tell a story of who you are and I think that my fans feel the same way as well so I see them moving in that direction <laughs> sure. of like wearing more layering more trying more pieces on because quite often in Vancouver people are just wearing a little something to work and a little you know a little necklace or something but I do think that people are getting more adventurous with their pieces, especially with the trends of chain layering and everything else this year, this last couple of years. So it's fun to watch actually. Yeah, I, I love a layered look. And I also think it's so important to like, not just buy a ton of stuff for yeah. like no reason and to really think about the reason behind it or like curate your look and your story and how you're gonna wear it every day. Yeah, I, I fully agree with that. And obviously these days we need, we need to watch things a little more obviously, but yeah, I, I love it when people try stuff outside of their comfort zone. I think why not, right? Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Jewelry be fun. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you have a, a business full of joy that brings people so much joy. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. okay so now's the time when I'm going to get you to like plug yourself a little bit because I know that you've been featured in so many places. Can you just tell us, give us a short, quick list. Where are you at? Yeah, so if anybody's been to my website recently, I'm sorry about the terrible updates. I haven't updated any of that in a while, but I've been very lucky to be in a lot of different collaborative photo shoots, which have gone on to press, like Vogue. Yes. <laughs> So lovely to be included. I have a very wonderful, inclusive community. So they always think of me and pull some jewelry into a shoot. So yes, the uh, Vogue was shot by my friend uh, Henny of Henny Graphy. Love. And it's absolutely beautiful. Those photos will go on my website soon. Yeah. <laughs> Recently, I had a fan tell me that I my jewelry was in the province and I had absolutely no idea. Oh, yeah. So that was really cool. Somebody came to the pop-up that I was doing and said, oh, I came down here because I saw your jewelry in the province. I'm like, no, it wasn't. I don't think that was me. <laughs> like, I don't think so. No, no, that 
that was you, I'm pretty sure I don't think I'd be down here otherwise. So that's so lovely, oh, you know. Nice. <laughs> Just a little random pop. My jewelry. Yeah. <laughs> this fall uh, on Prime, the wonderful costume buyers for fashion, I don't know what the title is officially, but the TV series Upload is in their third season. And for the second year, they've put my jewelry on their actresses. So I'm thrilled that that's coming October 20th, I think is their release date. And I can't wait to watch so that I can spy the jewelry. And I know that was really fun for a lot of my fans too. I be obsessed, yes. Yeah, <laughs> it was really cool. I was also recently featured on City TV for City Line. So that was really awesome. And I will also accept selfies from my fans <laughs> as being my absolute favorite thing to get ever. <laughs> You're just as important for yeah. me. I love that. I love it. Yes, for sure. Tell me about some of the jewelry trends that you're seeing this year. And what are some of your favorites? So I think the biggest one is layering. We've definitely seen things go a little bit bigger. We've seen the pearl trend. I think for me though, that I gravitate because I'm not making huge, huge statement pieces. I like to find the middle ground. This year, I this fall, I'm gonna have the first ever layering chain. So it took me a long time to figure out what that was gonna be because I think that everyone's kind of inundated with chains, but I wanted something really dainty, but with a little weight so that you can mm -hmm. pair it with pieces. I wanted it to catch the light so that when people moved, you really it really stood out among whatever else that they would be wearing. So I'm actually really excited about this little chain. <laughs> It's funny to get excited about no. that, but I've been thinking about it. I think it's so cool. <laughs> bracelets are huge. Layered bracelets is, is such a huge trend going into fall and right now. So I stopped making bracelets during the pandemic, but oh. I'm bringing them back. So I've got two bracelets coming out for the fall, and I've got a statement cuff coming for the holidays that I freaking love. Yay. So I stole the sample. I've been wearing it every day. And every time somebody catches me in it, they're like, ooh, what are you wearing? <laughs> well, hello, yes. <laughs> yep. so stay tuned to see that. I'm very excited about it. Very cool. So your studio is in Gastown, and this is a very popular neighborhood in Vancouver. Do you find that this area helps cultivate your creative mindset? Absolutely. I love being down here. I came down here every day during the pandemic, which is crazy because this was not the same place but i find that being in gastown is absolutely where i find my peace mm -hmm. as a designer every single day my coffee shop baristas were like my best friends <laughs> they were the only people i was seeing every day along with some of the um, other people that have their studios in this building so in my building there's a couple of uh, wedding dress designers or, yeah. or designers Yes, Alice in Wonderland is in the building. Besha Ho, who's uh, become a really great friend of mine over the last couple of years. Very talented women. And across the street at the Dominion building, there are so many jewelry designers. And it's like a very, very lovely creative community down here. I absolutely love being down here, even with all of its craziness. Yes, there is some craziness. 
business. If you follow Sarah's stories, you may have seen that she's got some construction. Although I think it's over now, right? The construction it's over. Thankfully, yes. Okay. <laughs> My studio faces the alley, so Hope was saying today, like, find a quiet space. I'm like, well, it is quiet. <laughs> However, every once in a while, <laughs> Just get something. we get a little drama. Interesting down here. Yeah. I would like to know about your experience through the pandemic. I think that as we've come out of COVID, and we all hate talking about that word, we're not really talking about how hard it could have been for people so tell me about it what was it like yeah the pandemic was not kind mm -hmm. to anybody we had personal grief in our family as a jewelry designer it was very hard because i think there was a misunderstanding that anybody that had an online store was doing quite well right anybody that has had an established online presence was doing like quite well and that was just not the case why so, not well many reasons mainly because if you don't have the budget to compete with the ads that are out there with the big businesses, you don't get seen. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have that budget, nor did many of my uh, peers. So you were really just trying to claw your way out of this crazy mess, right? Like everybody else. Mm -hmm. So I did heavily rely on my fan base that I already had, and they really did support me through this, as did the movie community, the TV community. I had some commission work come through interior designers cool. for my art. I had moments where it was not good, where I really just needed some, some light, and usually I found it, which I'm very grateful for, but it, you know, it was it was tough it was really awful being down here i don't know anybody who didn't come downtown during that time every single business was boarded up every single window was boarded up besides maybe a few coffee shops especially in gastown and there was huge crime happening so just you know when the pandemic started i i was living in mount pleasant which is about a 30 minute walk for me. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, I'll skip transit. I'll walk downtown. And that lasted about a week because it became so unsafe down here that, you know, I, I, I went back to shutting myself in the studio and I didn't leave. Like I would literally come to the studio and I would work for eight hours or whatever. And at the end of the day, go home, no walking around. It was, it was isolating for sure. Mm. So I went through a lot of depression during that time and art certainly saved my sanity as as did my fan base. So yeah, it's, everybody's got a story during that time. And I'm, I'm lucky to still have my business. I know that it was a lot of work and it's not just luck, but I am lucky to still have my business. For sure. But also it is a lot of work and you put in the yeah. work and just to go touch a little sprinkle of luck on top, I would say. Yeah. 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 And we're still climbing, you know, like, yeah, I think there's kind of misperception that everything's okay, you know, and right. it's just not. It's just not that case. So it's a work in progress and it's going to be a work in progress forever. Yep. <laughs> I hope not. Yeah. I hope not. But yeah, it is. It's every year is a new, new set of rules, right? For sure. So where we're just sort of evolving and that's, that is a small business. Well, the business <laughs> in general. What are some yeah. of the takeaways you had from that experience? What do you incorporate now into your, to your yeah. career space? 
I think, I mean, I always talk about perseverance with a small business needing to be your, your number one, right? I'm a huge procrastinate. Procrastination is like, has followed me through life. It's really terrible. So I read somewhere that procrastination is being mean to your future self, <laughs> which is just so mm -hmm. true. <laughs> so I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. You are. Uh, but yeah, I think that growth comes through struggle. We see that, right? If we don't learn how to get over our hurdles in life, there's no growth and we're unhappy, we're depressed, we're stuck in a cycle. So being in a small business owner is literally about just one step forward every day, mm -hmm. right? So continuing to take those steps for yourself, continuing to make things happen. I think I personally, I felt like I let myself down a little bit through those days of being shut up in my studio and not doing as much as I normally do because I quite honestly went through a lot of depression and didn't know what my purpose was at that time because people weren't spending money like they usually do on extra stuff. Oh. So my, what I create is luxury items that people don't necessarily need to purchase in their day to day. But the beautiful thing that came out of that was how many people contacted me during that time to tell me how much my jewelry meant to them oh. and continue to. And I'm not just saying, you know, people contacting me to say, I love wearing your jewelry, which is absolutely lovely. But I mean, real, like really beautiful stories of how much my jewelry meant to them during that time. And that is like a gift, huge gift. Yeah. Um, I had a friend reach out to me whose wife was going through cancer treatment who said, she loved wearing my jewelry and it meant so much to her because she would put it on and feel pretty every day. Uh, that's beautiful. Yeah. I can't. You're both going to cry. Okay, let's move on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Not doing well here. Okay. So talk about Vancouver. Tell us about some of your favorite other small businesses to talk about. Where do you like to shop and go to? Oh, oh okay. I do like shopping, guys. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I, I find myself doing shopping at places that carry my jewelry a lot of times. So my favorite store here in Vancouver to go to, my go-to for like gifts and stuff is the Coast Goods on Victoria Drive. Um, a friend of mine that I've known, when I worked in elementary school, her daughter was in kindergarten and now she's an adult, which is crazy. And Tanya, when she opened her store, brought my line in right away. So she wears it all the time. And that was just so, I love it when my store owners tell me that they wear my jewelry. Mm -hmm. It's just like, so love, because they have the pick of anything and it's, you know, you'll see them in person, they're wearing earrings and you're yeah. like, ah. That's so nice. <laughs> Such a compliment. It's so nice. It's so lovely. And I obviously, you know, people are supporting me locally. So I love to support small businesses in Vancouver. And that is certainly one of them. One amongst many. Lots of favorite flower shops. Mm -hmm. Go to all your little favorite flower shops. They're so, they're so sweet. And they sell like really nice gifting things too. Um, Blossom and Vine on Main Street. Super cute. I, can't, I don't know. Off the top of my head, I can't think of so, so many. I usually mm -hmm. just shop like literally within my tube. I like to do all of my chores within a two block radius so <laughs> that's very like i go to the latest scoop i go across the street <laughs> it works and get done and yeah. yeah it's like the 100 mile diet it's like the two block shopping diet we're here <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it. 
that is literally me. I'm like, okay, my, my gym is right across the street. And <laughs> what else can I wrap up? <laughs> so if there was any advice that you could give to somebody who is struggling with adversity in their own business, what would you say? This is the big one that I think everybody needs to continuously say to your, yourself. And I, I think that I need to say it to myself more often. It's just to be kind to yourself. That's coming up more and more because as human beings, we, we like to internally put ourselves down. And I do that a lot mm -hmm. because of, you know, you're, you're not good enough. You're comparing yourself to other things, other people, other brands, whatever, right? We all do it. I know we all do it. So of just course. try to, when those thoughts come up, you're exactly where you need to be, right? Like we just all need to, to agree that you are exactly where you need to be. Yes. And if you're going hard, it's, it's again, it's one day at a time. So be kind to yourself and tomorrow take that step to move forward because it, it's literally about perseverance and, and continuing to grow. If we're stagnant, we're not doing anything. So you don't want to have depression like I had and that has been so forward. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that when you can just do any little thing, any little thing to like keep your mind moving, it's just so helpful for anybody. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. Keep going. You're not alone. Find your community. There's so many in my business and as is in any business, there's so many communities out there, even on Facebook or here on Instagram to find a, a group or a like an online friend to, you know, throw ideas around with or meet in person, you know, to also hash things out. So we're all going through something, right? Totally. I share a lot of like pep talks on my feed all the time. And that is not because I'm just like happy, go lucky, ray of sunshine. It's because I actually need to hear them too. And I'm like, yep, note to self. Okay. When I'm scrolling my own feed obsessively, I'm like, oh yeah. That's really important to know. Oh yeah, I am where I need to be. And like even yesterday I had that same experience where scrolling through Instagram and I saw another lovely creative studio who was sharing a behind the scenes of a business. This is a website they were working on and I was like, I really would have liked to have been the person to design that website. And you just have to like let go of those intrusive thoughts. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Carry on. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And the more positive thinking you can have, truly positive things are attracted to you. Yes. It is this powerful thing. And I think if you can just, you know, try to look at the positives, truly you will attract positive things into your life. I, I fully believe that. And it, I agree. It works for me too. So, yeah, absolutely. Great advice. So, this is currently like late August. And I know you have a couple of pop-ups and events coming up. And if yeah. we're listening to this a bit later, because it's going to come out in podcast form, probably like in early October, tell us what's coming up. What are we going to, where are we going to find you? Sure. So, I mean, for September, anybody who's joining us right now, I'm back at Granville Island for a week. We did Granville Island, uh, myself and Davey Arts Collective. We did a pop-up in July and it was so fun. So we booked another week. We're going to be there September 4th to 10th at the Net Loft. It's a little, it's not little, it's a full store. It's the Little Mountain Space. So it's a pop-up space for local artists and it's a beautiful space. So if you haven't been down there, if you want to come join us, 
come check it out myself and they use of WR's collective is incredibly talented as well. So you get two in one there. I'm also going to be at Robson square on September 23rd. My mm -hmm. lovely Anita and Val, they throw the Etsy. They don't throw. Mm -hmm. They, they <laughs> organize. <laughs> Always fantastic. Every single show that they've done. I literally, I sign up because it's, you know, it's because it's their event, but it is a great event. It's in different places. Quite often it's in North Van at the pipe shop. This time it's at Robson Square on Saturday, Saturday September 23rd. It is a very well attended, very well curated and very fun event. So yeah. I would love to have you come visit me. I've got a booth there. October, I think I take a little break because the new collection is going to launch in right. October. Okay. So stay tuned for that, everyone. That. <laughs> And then in November, I've got sort of back-to-back -back events. So it'll all be at Got Craft. Obviously, that's an East Vancouver treasure to mm -hmm. anybody for years. I'm going to be at the Etsy event that will be in November at the Pipe Shop. I can't remember which event comes first, but I'll post those to our newsletter and website. And then in December, I will be at Make It for Ooh, yeah. Make it five days, four days. Can't remember. It's a long one. <laughs> the classic it's Vancouver Christmas show. Piles, and I can't remember everything. And I usually end up doing one or two more events during the fall. So stay tuned. Yes, and as the person who helps manage your newsletter, I recommend everyone goes to sign up for her newsletter right now. <laughs> SarahMolder.com, so you can get all those details <laughs> and you can know about it right away. <laughs> Absolutely. And we're sending out another email with the sample sale links. So if you're listening right now, there's a sample sale going on. Very important. <laughs> Is there anything else that you would like to share with all of these people listening? Gosh, I don't know. I feel like I just went through all of that good, good stuff. If you're not already following me, come and follow me. As I mentioned, I'm an artist as well. So I have an art account as well as a website on Instagram. It's Sarah Mulder Art. I don't think, I believe. That's correct. <laughs> that is correct. Wow, yeah. I'm really <laughs> plugging myself. That is correct. <laughs> I've got my website is sarahmulderfineart.com. On the jewelry side, it's sarahmulder.com. Super easy made it so simple yeah and i would honestly i would just really love to see people at the in-person events i'm scheduled right now i'm scheduled to be at all of them in person myself sometimes i have an employee working with me but as of right now i'm going to be at the events and i love meeting people and i particularly love it when people come and tell me where they've heard about yes. me i think that's great so please do mention where you know me from. Obviously, over the pandemic with people wearing masks, I had a lot of people um, shop with me in person and then come back afterwards without masks, and I didn't realize that I had already met them. So, <laughs> so there was a lot So, yeah, please introduce yourself to me. If it's been a while, I would love to uh, chat with you. It's always really fun for me, so. Amazing. Yeah. Well, thanks everybody for listening in and thank you, Sarah, for joining me. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for, for those of you who do not know that are just joining us right now. Hope is the face behind all of my newsletters. So, and her team, and they <laughs> help me with 
so, so much. So if you're looking for an amazing team to work with, if you have, uh, I'm going to plug it. Sorry. You, I feel so um, honored. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, I love this team. I love this team so much. So just, you have my recommendation. They're wonderful to work with. Hope goes above and beyond every time for yeah. my business. And I love you. Well, I love you too. <laughs> now I'm going to cry. Cool. Let Yay. me just sign off real quick. <laughs> <I'm not laughs> uh, so thanks so much for listening. If you're listening to this as a live or you're checking out the fully produced episode at a later date, thank you. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to The Magic Hour wherever you listen to pods. And just know that your support means the world to this magical little production that we just try and create every once in a while. So thanks, everybody, and have a wonderful day.